This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. First and goal. Mahomes swings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career, he's been waiting for. He's won Super Bowls, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. That was Tony Romo at the end of the Super Bowl. Not letting the play breathe. Jumping right in and doing a Romo bit. And we wanted to have Jimmy Train on the show to talk some sports media stuff. He writes for SI Now. He's the host of the SI Media Podcast. And, Jimmy, I guess we'll start with with Romo. He's a real polarizing guy, but when he first started calling games, nobody knew really anything about his personality, and he he was kind of lauded and loved. And in, when did it start turning? It started turning uh, maybe – after maybe his second, third season, um, I think a big part of this is one of the things that made Tony a fan favorite when he first came on the scene was he was um, predicting mm-hmm. plays and was right <laughs> like 99% of the time. And it was almost like a magic trick. It was, it was very cool. The viewers liked it. And for some reason – I'm not sure why, but someone at CBS told him to stop. And um, hmm. ever since then, that element of Tony's broadcast is not there now. And he, he he's not your typical analyst. He's not Aikman. He's not Collinsworth. He's, he's more like a fan. And a lot of people have gotten turned off by it. I, I, yeah, I agree. He definitely has cut down on all that predicting stuff. But by the same token, I thought in the Super Bowl, and I guess I'm in the minority because I, I don't mind Romo, I thought I was learning a lot. I thought he was making some awesome observations of like when Kyle called the timeout. He didn't like his defense that his guy, you know, set up. Um, you know, when the safety broke early and that was a big tell for the – you know, I, I thought he was excellent pre-snap. I agree with you. I actually thought Tony was very good in the Super Bowl. Yep. Told maybe – late in the fourth quarter and then overtime. Now, it, it's been pretty apparent. Tony's not the only one who got confused about overtime, if, if you want to get into that. But yeah. 
Uh-huh. You know, Tony's problem for me, I enjoy Tony. I'm not one of these people that's turned on him. I still like listening to his broadcast. Mm-hmm. I do think Tony gets too hyped up, too excited, relies on hyperbole too much. The example I wrote about was when the Niners got the ball on their first possession in overtime on a key third down, there was a wide receiver who was going to be open, but Chris Jones was able to put pressure on Purdy so he couldn't make the catch. And Tony goes, that was for the Super Bowl. That was for the Super Bowl. Well, it wasn't for the Super Bowl because the Chiefs were going to get the ball no matter what because that was the rule. So right. he, 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 he just goes a little too far here and there. He's, he's very big on the hyperbole and this is the game. You know, this is for the season. If he would tone that down, I, I think he'd be much better off. But like you said with the X and O's, you know, there was a great – I cited this in, in my column on Monday. Um, the, the Niners were going were gonna blitz. He said, I would not blitz. This is a big mistake. Don't blitz. They blitzed, and then, you know, Mahomes was able to carve them up. So he, he, he can still analyze the plays. I think it's not the – X's and O's stuff that gets people annoyed. I think it's the sort of, you know, hyperness and and declarations that he likes to make. Did you think he jumped in too early and was a little long-winded there, that clip we played at the end after the game-winning touchdown? Uh, to be honest with you, I did not, but that's been a huge theme. I've seen it written, and I've heard it talked about on the radio a lot. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit of a nuanced thing that, you know, I debated writing about this, and I'm like, I don't think people are going to get my message if I write it. But I sort of think in football, the laying out is a little – like in baseball, you want the announcer, the analyst to lay out. And in maybe in the NBA, I think in football, you know, in baseball, game-winning home run. You got the guy trotting around the bases. The crowd's going crazy. There's the bunny hopping home plate. So the, the scene there – is important and you don't need the people in the booth to speak with the NFL. First of all, the Super Bowl is in a, in a neutral field. So there's no, the crowd is not a factor. So you lay out for the sounds play out. There's no sound. It's 50, 50 crowd. And in football, they're all over the place. They're running all over the place. There's not that scene. I think, you know, in NBA game winning three pointer they they all mob in one place. So I think it's a little different in football, the whole theory of, you know, the analysts lay out and let the scene tell the pictures. I, I, you know, he could have let maybe Jim, you know, it could have been maybe a breath in between Nance's call and then Romo jumping in. But it didn't bother me, but I know it bothered a lot of people. And, and as you point out, um, in terms of the rule, Chris Fowler was calling it for ESPN Australia and how he described the end of that the overtime with 10 seconds left. He clearly didn't know the rule because he was wondering if they could win that right there. And he said, the clock's inside 10 seconds. But even if the 10 seconds would have run out, they still would have been able to finish their drive. Right. And, you know, I don't – I'm at the point now where I don't fault Romo and Fowler because, you know, the Niners said they didn't know the rule. Right. I don't think fans knew the rule. And it is confusing that they have a game clock that's meaningless. The right. play clock is important, obviously, yeah. but what all that matters is that each team gets a possession. Yeah. So if the clock runs out, the not the Chiefs are still going to have the ball because the rule is they get to finish their possession. So for Fowler to go, we're under ten seconds. There's two timeouts, so the Chiefs though, like it's irrelevant that there's ten seconds and they have two timeouts. Yeah, you're just going to switch irrelevant. sides like the end of uh, mm-hmm. of a second quarter. So get, getting off Tony Romo, but yeah. sticking with quarterbacks who are going to be broadcasting, I hate to tell you, 
with Tom Brady, my expectations, and who knows, a couple weeks ago were not high. Then I saw him talk about how much time he's allegedly spending preparing. I think yeah. he's going to be really good. What do you think? I think he's going to be great. I've actually said it from day one. I've said it for over a year that he's going to be great for multiple reasons. He's the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. So does that translate into being a good analyst? No, but he's going to tell us things that no one else can see or think. That just comes with being the greatest QB of all time. And his personality is such that he's going to work like an animal Mm -hmm. to be good. He's not. Tom Brady does not want to be embarrassed by being a terrible analyst. Plus, since he's gotten out of New England and away from Belichick, we've seen his personality. He's got personality. So there's a clip. I tweeted this um, a couple of days ago. There was a clip of Tom talking to Steve Young on his SiriusXM show last Monday. And Tom was breaking down quarterback play. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted, I said, if he does this in the booth, he's going to be great because he's doing stuff that no one else is doing. He's going to do stuff that no one else can do. So um, I, I listened to his weekly show, and if he brings that to the booth, it, he's going to be very good. What is, what is your take on the, the, the Manning cast? I've always – enjoyed it when they stick to the football when they do the shtick with the guests I, I i just get sick of it i don't care i don't you know i don't even care if it's brett Favre. like i don't want you to interview like break down the game do all that stuff talk about it from a quarterback perspective that's when they think they're at their very best yeah i, I my thing with the manning cast is i watched it it's the first year it was on and since ESPN got fucking Aikman. I haven't watched the Manning cast at all. Mm-hmm. So I do know when I did watch it, to me, the guests were They're useless. Brutal. Uh, I mean, you it's a, listen, you have a three, three and a half hour window. You want to have one guest. Okay. Maybe bring someone on, you know, for, but three guests, just let those two do their thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. And, and, and if you've noticed as the years go by, you know the A list. The A list guests now it's D list. So <laughs> right. You know, Jimmy. How much did the how much did the Kelsey Tate coverage get on your nerves? Did it bother you? Uh, yeah, I'm one of those people. Like you know, if you go on Twitter and you say it bothers you, you're a loser. You have no life. You're in your mother's basement. You're pathetic. <laughs> I'm one of those. It bothers me. I, I just I don't. <laughs> and you know, everyone goes, oh, 50 seconds, 30 seconds. Like, no, no. But they're cutting to her. At ridiculous times, uh-huh. and I just, you know, I tweeted at one, you know, he had one catch for one yard in the first half. They showed it like five times. Right. What are you doing? Right. And I want I'll show it when he make, drops a pass. Oh yeah, they don't do that. No, they they're not going to do that. But listen, I you, and it's not about her. All right, it's, it's not her fault. It's been, and I was I have to say I was surprised because out of all the networks, CBS was the one who showed the most restraint during the season showing her. They really didn't go to her a ton in the game against Baltimore in the AFC title game. But I, I, I'm assuming their logic was, listen, you know, 20 to 30 million people watch a regular season game. 120 million are going to watch this game. There's 120, 100 million people watching this game who don't care at all about football. Let's cater to them. And I don't think you can 
you can dispute she had some impact on the Super Bowl rating because it was 115 million people who watched the Super Bowl last year. It's 123 million who watched the Super Bowl this year. It's an 8 million jump in viewership. Obviously, overtime is a huge factor, but I think she was a factor in that. I wanted to ask you about Pat McAfee. I know you've written about it. Um, He's all over the place on ESPN. I noticed a couple things, right? And obviously Aaron Rodgers is not part of the show anymore. He he also, and maybe it's winter, he seems to have ditched the tank tops. Like, what is going on? And I'm, I know it's a little thing. How much is ESPN influencing him? Or is he just simply doing his own thing? And he's, his popularity is going to take over ESPN. Well, I, Aaron will be back next year. I mean, he's just not there now because it's football season. But he'll be there in September, I'm sure. And I don't think ESPN tells pat what to do i think they may suggest a guest they may but it's not an espn show right espn just pays to license the, you know to air the show so they're not telling they're definitely not going to be able to tell pat what to wear they don't have that power over pat mcafee um so yeah i think it's just because it's winter and you know the guy he's all over the place like you said he's doing Monday Night Raw every Monday. So, you know, he's got to travel. So he probably needs to – he needs some sleeves right now in the middle of February. Jimmy, there's a lot of wrestling content on your Twitter, mm-hmm. at Jimmy Traina. Uh, in the wake of the allegations against him, what's your view on Vince McMahon's legacy? Bret Hart went hard against him with comments yeah. uh, recently equating him to basically like Jeffrey Dahmer and Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein. I'll tell you what I find most shocking about it. It's been the – the, the response or lack of response, usually allegations like that come out and you have people defending you, or not even maybe defending you, but saying, let the process play out. Let's hear what, you know, his, let, let, let the legal process play out. Like, they have, the WWE for the most part has completely washed their hands of it. And you can't find anyone outside of Vince himself who has said this isn't true or she's exaggerating or, you know, it's been very interesting to me that there's been no pushback at all, which makes me think this is true. Hmm. And if it is, I mean, you you know, you don't need me to tell you how, how bad it is. Exactly. Jimmy, man, great talking to you. He writes for SI Now, hosts the uh, SI Media Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah you, you too. too. That's Jimmy Trainer. Okay. Right now, we said we were going to reward the loyal listeners earlier in the show, and then I slept on That's it. That's what we do. But caller number 10 right now will hook you up with two tickets to go see Luke Bryan, Mind of a Country Boy Tour 2024. That's Saturday, June 22nd at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, Visit thefandc.com slash events. That's courtesy of Live Nation. Again, just be the 10th caller at 800-636-1067. Our pal Paul Rabel will join us next. Fill us in on the PLL Championship Series. 
which starts today at the St. James in Springfield. That's next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here on the Junkies. Welcome back. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan (laughs) and the Team 980. So only Jason and I are in studio. Now, Cakes, we have a coffee Paul Rabel is going to join us here momentarily, and he wanted he a cup wants of coffee. Some coffee. He needs Apparently, Valdez and Cakes make a pot of coffee every morning for themselves. Uh-huh. And it's, that's just, they're the guys that drink coffee, right? I think EB drinks a little <laughs> coffee, but Jason and I don't drink coffee. So Never. It's, but apparently the pot is Never, like done. Ever, ever. So then Cakes is out getting coffee. <laughs> Meanwhile, EB, who's the lacrosse guy, Sorry. when I left the bathroom, he was uh-huh. literally grunting no i mean i had a huge one he said he had but but like i've been sitting on this one for a few hours but shouldn't that be easy like i would think that would be less grunting because it would just be like boom i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh, sorry paul i apologize (laughs) i went to bed last night probably should have evacuated so I just, just didn't feel like dealing with it. You sat there. <laughs> so you were just lazy. Yeah, I just didn't feel like You're dealing so with it. You were so lazy you didn't poop. And then it didn't really hit me again until halfway through the show, all the caffeine. And then I went in there, and I mean, I'm not sure I'm finished. We're at well, our laziest know. right before bed, though. Yeah, yeah. I feel like literally, I've been there. Yeah. Like, he goes, have 50, you been there before? 50-50 coin flip. Yeah. yeah it's like I, I was, wait and Paul, I had pad thai with chicken last night. It was just <laughs> That's sit- not great. It was just sitting there all right. night. But I took care of it this morning. The gamble is that if you're like, okay, let me unload this thing, and yeah. then you end up just sitting on the toilet because yeah. it's not ready. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of rushed my finish, you know, to be in here because I know you're Well, here. you got PR in here. I know. I got my man. My man. In the championship series, you guys are out at the St. James. Uh, you guys debuted this last year, the six-on-six format with you guys. I know I was sitting there with you. I had the privilege of sitting there with you as it was kind of unfolding because I don't think you quite knew how it was going to play out yeah. initially. And, like, uh, seriously, these guys are so it's excited. Super high scoring. The right? scoring. And, and I know physical, Paul, he's a huge fast. NBA guy, and he loves that high scoring aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, this is the Olympic format, so we're going to be back in the Olympics in L.A. 2028. That was announced last October, which is huge for the sport. First time the game's been back in the Olympics since 1904, 1908. But this game, 
especially for sports fans. I mean, you guys know I grew up listening to you guys and watching all of the traditional sports that actually have complicated rules, but when we learn them, they become second nature. Like football is pretty complicated, mm-hmm. but it's second nature to us. This is a version of lacrosse that is so easily digestible. Mm-hmm. It's it's like hoops. It's back and forth. If you miss the net, the other team gets it. There's no offsides, and it's physical. There's no face-offs, right? Isn't it just There's a face-off to start the quarter. That's it. Yeah, right. Then that's all it. possession. Then the goalie, it's all and back and score, forth. The goalie picks it up, and then fast break. I'm telling you, if you've been on the fence about lacrosse or if you've watched it and didn't get it and abandoned, this version of the game and the athletes that are playing is insane. Yeah, oh, I bet. Didn't we bet but the athletes are ridiculous. What? Didn't we bet every single over in the – in the, in the, uh, in the, in the series, series. The last year. Series? I can't remember. I, I, I think I remember. Did they all I hit? Remember. I mean, no, no, no. I think you explained it to us. Then Eric told us, I don't know what you're doing. You should bet every single over that's offered to you. And then right. we, I think we hit every single but one. Start, you hit every single one. I mean, it's like 25, 24 games. Yeah. Some yeah. of them are 17, 16. But the, the point is sort of the pace. We, you know, Speaking of athletes, we have a kid making his pro debut who was the captain of Stanford football inside linebacker. All conference Pac-12 at the time. His name is Ricky Miazon. He went to Episcopal High School. Oh wow! And I wasn't sure because Chris Hogan came over to the PLL and he he was challenged a bit. And even though he played at Penn State, he was like, "Damn, the skill and the speed mm-hmm. is really fast at the pro level." This kid looked really good last night. Did he? Yeah, he has the ability well, to take the thing over. To, oh, what's his name? He's like Ricky Miazon. He's like six five, two thirty five. No, he was a linebacker. Hawks, but. but but like, to, how, how fairness, can he move Hogan, like Hogan that? Hogan hadn't played in ten years, right? Linebackers are a little bit thinner than they used, they used to, to be. be yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, Not many Ray Lewis is running around. He could have gone anywhere. He was the number one recruit, and yeah. he committed to Carolina. And then Maryland offered him. Notre Dame offered him uh, both football, lacrosse, and then he went to Stanford instead, yeah. just for football. Now he's back. So we got have guys like him, have guys like Romar Dennis, who's also 6'6", 230, mm-hmm. fast, long-range shooter. The goalies so it's fun. in here, they're, they're nuts to begin with. They're nuts. They're yeah. super nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, they're literally dumb people. Yeah. Just well, because we gave them more pads. You did? Taking, oh, you did? Yeah, they're taking way more rubber on <laughs> yeah, right But they're still getting hit. Still getting no, they hit. are. But, I mean, dude, it's so high-paced. They're so close, and they're just ripping. Yeah. Right. I mean, is it possible that the six on six becomes more popular than the full sport and then the PLL would shift the model? Yeah. Sounds like you're in our uh, front <laughs> office having conversations because we, I mean, we have to. Thank you, brother. We have. Here's uh, your coffee, bro. By the Hopefully, way, it's not the gear, terrible. The gear? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I yep, see the whip yep. snakes gear everywhere. I wish yep. they were playing this week. I know. I, I know. feel like I just gave the world's best lacrosse player the world's worst cup of coffee. Why? <laughs> I apologize if that's the case. Why? <laughs> because uh, I was scrambling. He was rushing it. Nah, it was the, great. The coffee machine in the break room. I mean, I thought we had time. I didn't know I we mean, were going off right away. I wouldn't that have that asked. I rinse out and hopefully doesn't taste like soap. So I'm just trying to get some coffee so I can evacuate like EB. Uh, hopefully you're not, hopefully not groaning and moaning like he was. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, so big. So, okay, you said yeah. the front office. So I'm, all, the, I'm just speaking know. hypothetically because yeah. I know that you've been successful from, like, probably where you are right now to when you started. You couldn't have seen where you are right now. No. No. When so we you've started. come that far. But that said, I'm wondering if this model six on six is more appealing to average shows and eventually could be the big deal. I mean, we, that was the first thing, the first reaction we got, we got a call from a couple of ESPN executives after the championship series last year. And they were literally like Mike and Paul, what are we going to do here? 
because <laughs> this is an incredible game. And they were like, here's why from a network perspective. Because it's a smaller field, because there are more possessions, because it's back and forth, your stars end up having the ball in their stick more often and scoring more, like what happens in basketball. And it becomes easier for us to build them into superstars as the network. So that was kind of interesting. Now, we spent a lot of time thinking, all right, is it going to ever transition at some point, especially after the Olympics in 2028 when 3 billion people watch this version of the game? Mm. Maybe. I also think from a business perspective, it's good to have two, two distinct properties. Totally. You know, like, like a lot of the individual sports do. They have the four majors. And we can live on the other side of the calendar, and you have some teams that are really good at sixes and your traditional teams. What I don't want to do is you know, stick my foot up my ass and abandon 10 on 10 and college and youth be like, dude, what right. are you doing? Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. So, there's loads of examples of this, right? Before, well, I guess a lot of the top wrestlers in the nation, they either do UFC or WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I'm so also thinking some adoption. I, I'm wondering if this comes into your mindset. The NBA debuted the in-season tournament this year. Yeah. So is this almost – but, see, it's not during your regular not season. During. That was smart by them. That's more like an FA Cup in the Premier League. Right. They're going to sell it uh, separately, I think, when they mm-hmm. do their media rights deal. Um, that could be a property that goes over to someone like Netflix, to be honest, because they're looking at continuing to get into live sports and, and properties that have a you know, shorter window. I think the, the – Oh, well, you the, guys need to do your own Netflix – Doc, just like break point. I've been well, pulling my Gabe Spitzer. If you're listening, they did one. You did one. Yeah, we right. had a documentary. It's yeah. on Hulu and ESPN Plus. It was called more Fate featured of about you. Yeah, yeah, it's about yeah. building the league, but right. but to grow the stars. Yes. Yeah, our drive and to show survive. the behind the scenes stuff in the locker rooms. Totally. And, yeah, and it's different. It it leans more cheer. Yeah. Than it does, you know, NASCAR. Just because our audience is still smaller, and these guys are, you know, making low six figures mm-hmm. versus high seven figures and eight figures in in the major leagues. So, but the cool thing is like Mickey Rourke in the wrestler, you get to see the, the, like the traditional sort of pound for pound passion that isn't predicated as much on getting a $750,000 bonus at in week 16. If you catch a ball, right? What I think the best part of what Paul and Mike have done and all their partners is this sport it's new to a lot of people, right? It's so good on TV. Your production values are through the roof. Even with this, the championship series, yeah. it's unbelievable. And so, like, if you're on the fence on lacrosse or, like, you're not even quite sure. But um, <laughs> but uh, people watch it and they're like, wow, I've never really watched it before. It's a pretty freaking incredible sport. And that's, like, terrible production values, yeah. like ESPN Plus, nothing. When you watch the PLL, I'm not just saying this. It's incredible television. We're adding two more components this week, though. One's a jib cam, which is essentially this huge crane that leans mm-hmm. over. It, right. It'll feel like oh, a yeah. sky cam, but you can target, because of the pace in the smaller field, a sky cam would have been difficult for us. Right. So we have that, that sort of sky cam view, and then we're going old school XFL, and I've been working with our RF cam, which is essentially a guy with a gimbal, mm-hmm. who's a good athlete, and he has a chest protector. And we've identified zones of the field where he's going to come on the field. In, during oh. play. Yeah, and then we'll cut right to it. It's an 8K. How's he not going to get killed? He had better have good cardio. He's I, t- have I taught him how to banana in and out. We talked about 8K. Fill us in because EB used to always complain. He's the biggest TV snob of all of us, yeah. right? 
He's like, well, there's nothing even on 4K. What's on 8K? So 8K is like a, it, it, you know, honestly, it's it's the right call because I used to go back and forth with the camera. People would be like, this isn't 8K, but it's the language that networks are using to essentially show a lens that has depth of field. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the portrait mode on the phone. Okay. That If you see that, a lot of times it's sideline interviews with coaches Something that's the 8K cam where you're like, wow, this looks cinematic. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, you uh, like it. when they score a touchdown in the yeah. NFL, that's the, that's the like exact that. camera they're using. It's like, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Hmm. Uh, could you stick around for another segment? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's have Paul stick around. It's a PLL. They're at the St. James. Uh, if you haven't been there, it's worth just going just to see that. The venue is incredible. How many people? Uh, it's got the top four teams the Cannons, the Redwoods, the Water Dogs, and the PLL champion. Archers. I think we sell out each night at probably 3,000 or 3,500. Yeah, it's it's a tight venue, so it's a cool vibe. Yeah. We got to talk about our whip snakes. Yeah, where are snakes at? They didn't finish inside the top four. This is like a Champions League. You only qualify if you finish in the top four. I mean, we want to back champions in here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got two time (laughs) champs, but I feel you. So are these all All division winners or just the top four in their They're the top four records. Yeah. And then this. This offseason, we finally put our eight teams in, into markets, as we right, talked about. Right. So, well, Drab's a turncoat over there. He's a water dogs guy. We're all wearing whip snakes here. Right. He brings yeah, in his water, 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 water dogs. Nah, no, we got a mix. We yeah, got a mix yeah, yeah, of gear. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're whip snakes. We're team whip snakes. We're team whip snakes. Got to be. Yeah. All right. Don't go anywhere more. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Paul Rabel. We're getting handsome shamed by our in-studio guest, Paul Rabel. <laughs> yeah, the 2024 PLL Championship Series starts today at the St. James in Springfield. The Olympic-style six-on-six round-robin tournament features the league's top four teams from the 2023 season. Cannons, Redwoods, Water Dogs, and the 2023 PLL champion Archers. Maybe the Whips will be there next year. They so you mentioned this together. before. This is going to be the first year where it's – Teams in like a home stadium 100%. or a home location. Yeah, and it's already changed the impressions that we get from our fans. Like there was a scrimmage that we aired last night on social between Boston and Philly, and there was a fight that broke out, and, and the people are like Boston Philly, you know, <laughs> right. they're getting into it, right. and uh, and the players love it too because it's just. I mean, look, we as we've been talking about our trajectory uh, since we started with you guys, and a lot of it is business, you know, right. and a lot of it is looking at modern trends and how to build audience and the rise of star players. But in the end, man, the, the athletes, as much as the fans love representing a city, they love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, over the holiday, I was sitting with one of the great Manchester United players in Gary Neville. And I asked him what his, what, what his it was because every pro athlete, you, you have something in the locker room that you either have to turn on or it happens organically, like that fire in your belly. And he, he was a, great midfielder back and forth and he was like i think it was unique for me because i grew up in manchester and so i was obsessed with united mm-hmm. and then i ended up playing for that team so it was full circle and we have a few guys that worked out that way that are maryland born and bred they can play for the whips and you have this really deep connection so that that 
that fires me up as a sports fan. Wait, when a lot, a lot, the largest portion of your career was with the old MLL, right? Yep. And so you were with Boston and New York. That's right. Which one do you identify with more? Boston, because they drafted me. Yeah. But I had some of my best days in New York. Right. You know? Or do you most identify with your college team or your high school team? Yeah. Like like deep down. I mean, I think, yeah, I think college never goes away, yeah. which is why we love college sports. High school is one of those deeper connections, right? Like, we got stags in the room. Yeah. And and so you kind of... And uh, Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a different personal connection around high school. Kings cares right. more about the Vegas Raiders. I mean, we saw it with Michigan <laughs> football, right? They anymore. have a crazy alumni. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So how does this affect the business model? Because I thought one of the great parts of your early model was you weren't tied into paying yeah. rent and paying stadiums and all that stuff. Right, so obviously you're doing well enough to make this transition. It's a yeah. big move. Big move. Yeah, it's one big of those. Move. It's one of those you can't unwind moves. Yeah. Um, but we felt like so lacrosse fans have gone from 15 million in the U.S. in 2018 to now 45 million. That's an MRI Simmons study, and the game. We feel like we've 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 accomplished what we wanted to out of the gates, which is get lacrosse fans excited about the PLL. What is soccer by example? In the United States. In the United States? Yes. Because you just gave uh, me a $45 million. Yeah. Like, NFL is probably $300 million, Yeah, NFL is just about everyone in the U.S. They, they, studies will say, Deloitte would say there's $150 million to $200 million casual sports fans in the U.S. Okay. But globally, soccer has 4 billion people that are either familiar or kick a ball at some point in their lives. I'm just curious because it's like soccer's one insane. of the things you would say a couple years ago is that you wanted to get to where the MLS is. Yeah. But the MLS, like for your average soccer fan, they're watching a lot more of European soccer on they the are. weekends yep. than a random, you know, Chicago versus New York game. That'll be the MLS's challenge until they get Kylian Mbappe, maybe, hmm. but Lionel Messi was more akin to David Beckham. I mean, we, we it was easier to to rag David Beckham, but he was 32 when he came over. He was still in a prime. Messi's the greatest player ever, mm-hmm. and he's in the MLS. That's helpful. But by and large, you've got to get the best talent to be able to put your flag in the ground and have sports fans, especially in America, mm-hmm. feel a certain way about you. And that's that's what we love about the PLL is we, we don't have that challenge. But credit to MLS and Garber. He's done a fantastic job of building that business over the last 30 years how, what it is who's how, the best college player right now best college player right. is this kid Your brennan opinion. o'neill where's he he's at duke he's a senior he played for team usa like christian leitner did in uh in the dream team of 92 right. except he was the mvp of that team oh okay so he he's 17. He's on another level like he was the number one recruit in the country as a like freshman grader yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's on another level. We've got this kid, Pat Cavanaugh, out of Notre Dame, Connor Schellenberger out of UVA. I, I don't think there's ever been a draft class and college lacrosse with as much potential stars as we have as right now. Yeah. So we get fired up about that. Yeah, you guys have the draft. They do the whole draft thing, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And you guys kind of mimic like the NBA and NFL yeah. drafts. And you go out there, and I think, and I love it. It's just such a baller move. You go out there, and you do the first round picks, right? Yeah. And then. 
Uh, I don't know who does the second round. Our our VP of lacrosse, Rachel Shaka. <laughs> yeah. And Nicole's like, yeah, I'm out. I'm only yeah. doing first <laughs> round. First sure. round. Yeah. <laughs> hey, could you get? <laughs> hey, could you get one of the junkies with the whip snake gear to do the announcement? Like in the NFL, sometimes they'll have the fans come out and like. Yeah, hundred percent. So we take Studio A, is what they call it in Bristol. Yeah. It's the big NFL studios, and that's where we do our draft. And our coaches come in. And they pick live. So you can read the card. I, I, no, you can be the there's guy a that huge the audience card. section that I want to fill up. By the way, we're many levels above fans. We're part owners. Of I know, but yeah. my point yeah. is, in the NFL, they'll have people come out there and part read the card. And they'll yeah. say, the third round pick, the Vikings right. select. Right, right, right. Well, it's got to be a role. It's got to be a role. Let's fly one of you guys out. <laughs> Stevie yeah. Bickle's going to get it. drafted. Yeah, Stevie <laughs> I mean, 100, 100%. If one of you guys want to be there and be on air, I'll set it up. Well, yeah, we, I definitely have to be at least. All right, we'll talk about it. Even just like a dummy in the corner, you know what I mean? We don't even have to have a role. There's no, no. I think I think it would be, be good the guy. If you come up and make. I know that they do this. Be all, the old school, the people that would answer the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, answer the yeah. phone. Yeah. Run the card off. Answering the phone from the. And then after the pick, you high five everybody. So, all right. So again, let's just lock in here for a moment. So St. James. Yep. Get in there. Get some of the bigger name guys that are here participating. Yeah, I would say so. The opening game is Redwoods Cannons. So you have Boston, California, and you have I think the most star power. That's at five thirty on ESPN two, and then the second game is at seven thirty on Plus, mm-hmm. and that is a championship rematch from the summer between the Water Dogs and the Archers. So you have Philadelphia and Utah. So both we we schedule this, you know, intentionally. So you get a, a grudge match in a lot of ways with both opening games tonight, and then we play the next three days, and then we go into elimination that begins on Saturday, Sunday, championship And the Monday. games, he already mentioned, like, in the script, like, the games do get chippy. I know that oh, yeah. the guys, I know oh, Paul I and him like that. That's like an NHL thing, right? Yep. Like, you're all about it. Like, yeah. you want to go? Let's go. I mean, it's just sort of the way sports are, especially when it's a stickball sport and there's contact. Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't say we're – I mean, we allow fighting. Right, and it's a five-minute penalty. <laughs> it's a five-minute penalty. So you know, we we try not we try not to to encourage it. What but was the best if fight it happens, of your career? Happens. Do you remember? I was playing. NLL? I mean, I got yeah, I got into a, a pretty decent scrap in the NLL when I was playing in Washington. <clears throat> Fought this guy from uh, Calgary, and it was a good tilt. Yeah. <laughs> good tilt. I mean, that you know, that was you. you peel your bucket, drop your gloves, and gloves come off. Yeah, square up yeah. and try to like jersey grab. Yeah. And, yeah. Just leverage. It's different than boxing, right? And I think that's very where a lot of Canadians like are good. Stuff, right? Yeah, it's very similar. Canadians are great fighters in that format. They got a, a street fight. A street fight, I take too. one of us. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, dude. Years yeah. ago, I mean, like the first year of the show, we had Craig Berube join us in studio, yeah. and he was an enforcer for the Capitals then, and we asked him to demonstrate, of course, on cakes, of course, yeah. how he would get somebody, and he. Had Cakes's sweatshirt or yeah, whatever he, over his head, over his head like, in, a a in, a, in a split he, he second. He grabbed the jersey down here, pulled yeah. it up over my head, and I was like, Dude, "There's a locking a mechanism second. too, it so you dead. grab yeah, and yeah. you twist, and then you and have then the you jersey pull, locked." Pull close to you. Don't, yeah. the, don't yeah. the Canadian yeah. kids like they're doing this in juniors, like at eleven yeah. and twelve years old? Like yeah. they drop gloves. Yeah, and, and look, we dug into the rules of it because we have fighting rules. So, so the, the most important piece is third man in; they're gone. Because that that's what leads to a melee. Oh, right. So the the importance of taking the helmet off <laughs> yeah. and gloves yeah. is you're designating to the officials mm-hmm. and the rules committee that okay, this is a fight between these two. They're both going to serve five. Right. Okay. It what, what leagues NHL, PLL, and all we can't have is these bench clearing. Right. What's the fights. college rule? Uh, no fighting. Yeah. 
No, you're gone. Oh, you're you out. Punch her out. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. out. Yeah, I mean that was the case in, in MLL, Soft. and I, I got kicked out of two games for throwing punches that, like, you know, it was just responsive to someone cross checking you in your neck. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like reactive I, yeah. and but I do, gone. I will give too res- much. I will give respect to lacrosse guys because I see it all the time. Yeah, I see it every week. Right when I go to the games, these guys are tough and they take a beating and they just pop up and largely, I mean, they might they chirp. I mean, there's a lot of chirping, but uh, they they kind of just move on. Like it's yeah, lacrosse Part of guys the game. are tough as hell. Same yeah. tough hockey, as anybody. Like they'll, they'll the scrap exactly. and then mm-hmm. no, they'll just skate off and then you know they're okay after it. So many guys do both. You know, yeah. Wayne Gretzky did both. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Johnny Tavares did both. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys are, are big supporters of PLL and lacrosse. Well, what, it's awesome. The ESPN deals, they're thrilled. You're thrilled with them. <laughs> They've been fantastic. As, as all the news that they, that they had last week around that joint venture with Turner and Fox as its own sort of sports streaming, streaming platform. And uh, they, I think they're doing a good job of responding to big tech. Amazon and Netflix getting in by surrounding mm-hmm. the environment, the skinny level all the way to Hulu Live TV. So, And they've got shoulder programming, and they promote the PLL quite a bit across their social, and that, that's a huge value prop for us. Right. We want them to do to us what they did to the UFC 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Have you met Dana? Yeah. Yeah. We've had him on the show a bunch of times. I, I he's like a good him dude. more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really I like him. him, and he's a grinder, and right. you just need that. Right. You need people who are relentlessly passionate and almost irrationally passionate about a sport to lift it. And then you need irrational investors. All right. Everybody go out tonight. Good it's stuff. the St. James in Springfield. You, it's the Olympic style six on six round robin tournament. You can catch it on ESPN, ESPN two, and ESPN plus. Paul Rabel, thanks so much for joining us. We're Appreciate out of here. You B guys. Mitch and Finley up next here on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 